Alright, alright. Hey, if uh, if you guys wanted to grab like a cup of coffee or a drink or anything like that for during the message, go ahead and you can go ahead now. Go ahead and do it while I'm while I'm prefacing this. So um tonight, like I said, we have uh, we have Mark Schuler with us tonight and um, he is a brand new a brand new missionary. Um, brand spanking new. How long ago did you get your whatever they what do they what do they call it when they send you? By whatever your commission, your commission. Three months ago, perfect. Um, are we your first, your first service? Yes, yeah. we are number one. For those of you guys, uh, because steadfast, obviously, we have such a high rollover rate. Man, people come in and they they move on. They go to different colleges. They take off because their you know their job switch and they move on in life. Um, you know, we have a, a high rollover rate. But Mark Schuler was one of the original twelve that was here the very first night when we started steadfast. He is one of uh, three people. Me, my sister, and him sat down and laid out everything that steadfast was when we very first started. Um, so. Steadfast owes much of its DNA to this man. Um, a lot of the very beginnings of who we are are based out of his love and his his uh, his knowledge of Christ helped form what we are. Um, so absolutely, I mean, I wholeheartedly uh, love the fact that he can be here um, and that he can share. Uh, we can be the very first ones. I'm so excited. Um, but tonight I really hope that obviously we catch part of his vision. Um, and afterwards I want to come back up and talk to you for a bit. But I'm really, my prayer is the fact is that in this next year, we can really take an undergird mark um, as our missionary from Steadfast. You know what I mean? He was here. He helped form Steadfast. He's you know from Steadfast. He's our DNA, our flesh and blood, and that we can help really um, make the things that need to happen for him happen on this next year, both in prayer and finances and anything that we can do to help out. So um, I'm going to have Mr. Mark Schuler Give him a big old round of applause. This man, come here tonight. Give us a vision for what uh, what he's doing, and he's also going to uh, he's going to give us some um, right, the yeah. service, the message tonight to give us an idea of what we have for. Do you usually stand up here? Okay, all right. Just want to be just like you. Yeah, I um uh, I definitely was. I was here at the beginning, and um, a lot of you guys don't know this, but our very first steadfast planning meeting. Uh, we were trying to pick out a name, and that was kind of the hardest thing. And uh, our first suggestion was Mutants from Table 9 or something like that. <laughs> I, it was from the Wedding Singer movie. And uh, it, was, it was close, but uh, Steadfast kind of pulled ahead at the last minute. And uh, it, was, it was a good time. And I, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate Cam and I appreciate Shelby um, so much. Uh, and uh, I, I hate to wor- use the word jealous, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a, another word that would be better, um, that was not so, quite sound quite so sinful, but, um, you know, I, 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 I see what, uh, what, uh, Cameron's done with this group, and, uh, I obviously live next door, um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I walk out, uh, sometimes on Thursday nights, and I see all the cars, and I'm like, man, that's just great, um, and I, I wish I, I could be here more, um, or, I wish I could have stayed, but uh, obviously that that uh, that's not not possible. But um, I really love I love Cameron, I love Shelby, and they do so much work. I I, I don't know, even know how they do it and fit it all into the day. But anyway, I didn't come to talk about the steadfast and reminisce about how wonderful the last years have been. But uh, I, I want to talk to you about uh, about the future and uh, about my future um, and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, hopefully your future as well. So, all right, can I get my first slide up? Boop a doo. All right. Well, um, a lot of you guys know me because um, I'm around, right? You see me on Sundays. You see me on Sundays, with, usually with a, a blue shirt, a little super church logo on it. I'm running around and uh, trying to trying to find kids and stuff like that. So I don't think I need a lot of introduction, but um, yeah. This is the children's pastor and me. There you go. Um, I, but, yeah, I've been around here. It's been about three and a half years um, since I, I came here. Um, when I came here, I knew that I was called to missions, but um, uh, I knew that I needed to find a home church that, that would really support me and send me out. So I came back and, and talked to Pastor Steve and said, whatever you'll do, I'll do. He's like, well, we need some children's ministry, and you're good with that. So 
that's what I've done for the last three and a half years, and I've loved it. I've loved the children. I've loved, I love being part of Steadfast at the beginning. I love helping out at Hosapalooza and everything else. Um, I, I love it, um, but God's really told me that it's time to move on. But anyway, so you know me, and if you want to know more about me, um, you can ask me later. Um, I like cheese. Macaroni and cheese is my favorite. Um, trying to think of what else. I can't smell exactly, uh, but I can taste, so... But anyway, let me give the next slide. This is where I'm going. Um, this is uh, this is this is this is where I'm going. I didn't realize we had the big map up here, so I didn't I didn't need it. But anyway, uh, it's Burma. Burma is uh, a country in Southeast Asia. It's right in between Indiana and Indiana, India and China. Um, it actually borders on five countries. Um, I was called to go there um, a long time ago, probably about six years ago, and um, it's really the only thing that I want to do. Um, it's, 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 when I, I graduated from college, um, I didn't really know what was going on, and I, I, I think that that's pretty normal for, um, uh, for college-age students. Um, you know, you, you feel like you should know, and you don't know, and, uh, and it's a really troubling time, but, but God really helped me through that, and, uh, he started whispering in my ear and, and telling me, uh, what he wants me to do, and, uh, this is it. This is it, and this is, this is, I, I'm ready to spend the rest of my life there or um, whatever, whatever God wants me to do um, after that. Um, it, it's, it's really, it's him and, uh, and I'll do whatever it takes to be obedient. But this is the, the call right now and the place to go and that's where I'm going. So, can I the next one? Just so you guys know, give you perspective. This is where we are. I've heard that people who graduate from high school don't know where the United States is. Uh, anyway, so that's where we are, right? Okay, the black one. There that I'm pointing to. And Burma is all the way on the other side. If you can click it again there. There you go. Right there. Okay? Um, like I said, it's born on five, five, five countries. And uh, it, it's uh, pretty much on the other side of the world. You can't, you can't get too much farther away. Um, unless in a contest of mere miles, probably. All right. Can I get the next slide? Okay. Now, if you look on your globe, maybe even this one, you will not see the words Burma. I, I call it Burma, um, but most maps actually have um, Myanmar on it, and uh, and the reason why is that the um, the the military government. You uh, do, click it one more time. The military government um, actually changed the name. Probably I want to say 20 years ago, um, but um, the uh, so they decided instead of calling it Burma because there's there's Burmese people that live, live there. That's a tribe, but and that's the majority tribe. But there's other tribes that are not Burmese. Um, so they, they wanted to. I, I believe they wanted to change the name to to be more inclusive to all the tribes in Burma. Um, but because um, can you click it one more time? Because the um, the the government is so corrupt and so bad. You just click it twice or once, probably once. Um, neither the United States or the UN has recognized the name change. So if you listen to uh, like um, uh, President Bush's address a few years ago, and uh, he actually said Burma rather than Myanmar. And I call it Burma because that's what I've known it as for so long. Um, but uh, um, anyway, so you'll see usually Myanmar and then Burma in parentheses uh, underneath it. But anyway, so don't get confused. It's the same place. Okay, <laughs> could I get the next one? Okay. Restricted area. Now, unfortunately for me, is because the military government is, is so corrupt and uh, they, they don't like Westerners, and um, that is what I am. And I can't change that um, even with enough face paint or whatever. And I'm too tall, and uh, my hair doesn't do what theirs does. And, uh, anyway, but they're, 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 they restrict um, access to foreigners in Burma, and it's impossible to get residence visas which is what you need if you want to start to live in another country. So um, you, can, you can take trips into Burma, which I plan to do, like month-long visas. They'll, they'll grant you like tourist visas and stuff like that. But it's very difficult to get into Burma and stay in Burma. Um, there's no um, recognized missionaries. Um, they will, uh, there, there's some missionaries that are actually living in Burma, but they're, 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 they're undercover or they're, they're very... Um, they're very quiet about what they do, and they, they have another reason for being there. Um, and uh, that's what I'm going to try to figure out. 
But so for the next two years, I won't actually be in Burma. And I don't want to confuse anybody. So if you want to just click the next slides, I will actually have to live in Thailand and figure out a way to get into Burma. All right. So I, I got to be we're, we're going to I'm going to work with a, another team of missionaries. And uh, for the next two years, I'm going to I'm going to be planning uh, how to get into Burma. So I'm not going to go to Burma right right away, but I will go there eventually. Um, the good thing about going to Thailand is that because of the, the corruptness and the Burmese government um, is, uh, is so strong and uh, they, they oppress their people so badly, there's, there's lots of uh, refugees um, that, that flood uh, Thailand and uh, they just can't keep them. Uh, they're, they're always overflowing with these. And, and all over Thailand, you'll find people from Burma. And uh, so we'll, I'll be able to learn language and learn culture even before I get into Burma. But uh, that, that's, that's my plan right now. So that for, the, for the next two years, uh, I'll live in Thailand. I'll work with another missionary, learn hopefully Thai and Burmese. Um, I don't know how that's going to go because I don't do English real well. So uh, we'll, we'll just see how that goes. I'm actually really excited because like, I want to try another language because I kind of botched this one up. So I just want to start all over again. Anyway, so I'm also looking forward to being able to yell at my kids in another language someday, you know? And, like, you, you want to rebuke them like uh, you're with friends or something like that, and you can't. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, if you want to uh, click the next slide. Okay, Burma is a land of hardship. There's a lot of difficulties. If you looking at um, uh, human rights and you look at... Uh, uh, tragedies. Um, if you want, if you can name it, you could probably find it in Burma. Um, there's, there's, there's so much going wrong in the country um, as far as like drugs and um, lack of education. Uh, like if you, if you find it, Burma will probably be at the, the lower parts of the list. Um, the first slide here um, is the military government is 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 kind of the, the one of the main problems they have. Um, they do a lot of terrible things, really. Um, and uh, I have a, a personal friend from Burma, from, Bur- from Burma, and uh, he he's he's told me stories about how um, he's been imprisoned or, or at least taken to jail, and they just beat him up all night and then just let him go in the morning um, because they don't have anything to hold him on. And the, the military government um, claims like freedom of religion, but they really um, have no freedom of religion. Um, the, the the government's really just like a big bully, and uh, and it's it's kind of scary. Um, because they have all the weapons. But anyway, um, so that's just one of the main problems. It's, it's, it, I would say the, 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 uh, Burma has two main problems. This would be the first one. The second one is, um, is that they're Buddhists. They're, they're 98 or 90% Buddhists. And um, a lot of people think, well, that's great, because Buddhism is kind of a religion of peace. And for, for the most part, it really is. Um, but uh, unfortunately... They're still wrong, and, the, and they're captivated by this, this, the Buddhist mindset, um, and, uh, and they won't be saved by it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's one of the only countries that's actually um, predominantly Buddhist or, or nationally Buddhist. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's really, um, it's really a, a big issue because uh, if people already have this huge mindset, um, it's hard, and, and it's been there for so long. You can't you can't tear it down right away. I mean, it just takes a lot of work uh, because they've already got this mindset. And even when you try to use like Christian words, they only understand it in Buddhist context. And so that you really ha- have to work with people for a long, long time to really get them to understand the message of Christ. So, but anyway, give me the next one. Uh, lack of medical care. This uh, I didn't even know this um, until I started to research it. But um, uh, Who magazine uh, ranked it uh, 90th out of 191 nations. There's about 230 nations, so I'm guessing that there's some that they just didn't count or maybe um, don't even have any medical care. But it's way down there in medical care. Um, they, the Burmese government spends 3% uh, of its budget on health and 40% on military. Um, they're not at a war with anybody, so basically their 40% military budget is basically just to um, uh, suppress their people. Um, because also the, the nations around them are probably not going to attack them uh, unless they're provoked. So, um, yeah, so they, they really use a... a they're, they're very insecure, and they don't want to lose power, so they're going to they're gonna put as much money into uh, the, uh, the military as they possibly can. So give me the next one. 
All right, child soldiers. Uh, I didn't know this either. I knew that they had them, but I didn't know that they were that bad. Um, that says that they are the, the, the worst in child soldiers. If anybody's seen the movie like Blood Diamond, um, child scare, soldiers are very scary because a child cannot actually, um, he can't understand the power that he holds when he holds a gun. Uh, and, and it's very frightening because uh, also a child doesn't, doesn't really know what it's like to take a life. Or, or, um, and and you, if, you're, if you're talking to a soldier, it's, it's, um, it's good to know that they have some uh, amount of maturity and, and rational uh, thinking, but a child, they really don't. And, and a lot of the child's children have been brainwashed and trained to kill, so they think killing is nothing. And to a child, um, that usually only really hurts them later in life, but when they're, they're younger, they can just kill and kill and kill. And it's really, really frightening. And there's actually two opposing armies. There's, there's a national army, and there's, a, there's a, uh, um, uh, an army that... Um, that, that's the government's, um, and they both employ ch- or um, uh, take child soldiers. So, but anyway, all right, go to the next one. Okay, um, because of all this stuff, Burma has had a lot of an- international attention. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but '97, um, the Buddhist monks actually marched around, mar- marched in on the the capital city of Rangoon in protest of the military government. And I think about 12 people were killed. Um, because the government obviously didn't like that. And there was pictures sent back of, of uh, uh, monks, um, dead monks uh, floating in water. Um, and people saw that, and they were horrified. People wanted to start to do something about it. Um, and then the, her, or the cyclone hit, um, I want to say the last year. And, uh, and people were like, okay, we're going to send them all this aid, because I think there's something like 140,000 people died. Um, and... Uh, but everybody was shocked when the military government wouldn't allow the, the aid into the country. And uh, they were just like, what? Most, everybody in Africa takes it. What's, what's the problem? You know, like they, they, they couldn't wrap their minds around that the, that the government wouldn't want all this help. Um, and they're very suspicious of foreigners. So um, it is a good thing um, that, that, that the eyes of the world are, are, are trying to... Are, are, are being turned towards Burma, and they're seeing things that, that probably aren't so good. Um, Africa's really in right now, but Burma, Burma's like number two. Um, so uh, it is good, but unfortunately, um, aid money um, isn't, isn't the solution to, to Burma's real problem. And it's hard for um, a lot of people to grasp that, uh, that, that it's not all about just making sure that they have good health care and it's making sure they have enough to eat at night. Um, that, that, those don't sol- that doesn't actually solve the problem. It basically, it fills their, their stomachs for a day, uh, gives them a Band-Aid uh, for the day, but it doesn't, it doesn't solve their real problem. And uh, I, even when I was on missions trips, when I first thought I was called to missions, I really didn't understand that. You know, I was really uh, big into humanitarian effort and... Uh, uh, I thought about um, doing some medical care um, training so that I could I could maybe be an uh, EMT or something like that overseas, um, just just to be more of a humanitarian missionary. Um, but as I talk to missionaries and and as I as I study missions, um, it's okay to do that. It's it's not wrong, but it's it's not it's not the real issue of missions. And uh, and that's what I really want to talk to you about tonight. So can I have the next one? Okay. This man, uh, Matthew Paris, uh, you probably probably never heard of him. He writes for the Times of London, so he's a pretty he's a major journalist. And he said, missionaries, not aid, money are the the solution to Africa's biggest problem. Obviously, I'm not going to Africa. I don't want to confuse you. Burma is not in Africa, but but this this is a principle that that he's realized. And this man is an atheist. He's he's not a Christian. He he grew up in. Um, in Zimbabwe or Rhodesia, and uh, and he was able to witness, you know, what missionaries did in Zimbabwe and and in Africa. And he makes a lot of trips back to Africa, and he say, he sees that it's the missionaries that are making the difference, uh, that they're making the lasting impacts, and it's not the uh, the with NGOs, uh, which are um, uh, non-government agencies uh, or whatever. They're they're just you know people things like. Uh, 
I want to say um, Peace Corps and stuff like that. Um, the, uh, Bono, <laughs> he's one of them. Anyway, but yeah, so, uh, you know, people just, just sending aid money, like, oh, help them this, give them condoms, whatever. Um, these people are not helping. These people are not helping. Um, yeah, and, and it's the missionaries that are really making the difference. And I had a personal experience with this. Um, can you have the next slide? Um, I spent a, a, a summer in Africa uh, with these missionaries, Robin Ellie Hine. And th- before I went, they had me read their book, which is basically their story, so you understand what's, what's going on. And th- in, the, in, this, in this story, the, uh, they're, they're, there's Rob, he flies a plane. And uh, in Mozambique, there was, there was a huge famine. And there were people just starving to death every day. Um, they, they, they would actually, t- with Rob's plane, they would fly in as much grain as, as they could. And uh, people would line up and wait all day for just like a handful of corn. And I, I'm just read this, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's just it's mind-boggling that someone, you know, would do that. I mean, just for a handful of, of corn. And, I mean, people are just dying by the day. And, and then there's this little line that says, okay, and, and we brought as much food and as, much, and as many Bibles as we could. And I was like, why are you bringing Bibles? Like, really, it's the food that they need right now. Why in the world would you, the plane could only carry so much weight. Why would you bring Bibles? It doesn't make any sense. And, and I'm a person who loves missions. I've gone to the mission field. Um, I just, I was like, my gut reaction, my first reaction was like, why in the world would you bring Bibles? And they understood something that, that I didn't understand yet. And, and it's, it's, it's God that changes people's worldview. It's God that, pe- that changes people's mindsets. And, and it's God that, that, that when God's in your life, that there's, there's a blessing that, that's given uh, to the people that they, they, they can't have. Because when, when, they're, when they're, they're running from God, they're, they're under a curse. Um, and they're, 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 not, they're not under God's blessing. And uh, when, when they have God in their life, that, that, that enables them to, to do things right, that enables them to love their neighbor as their self. And that, um, a, a, lot of, a lot of the problems in Africa, is just, they're just selfish. Um, I, I've been there. I've seen it. Uh, um, every man's out to, for his own, his own, uh, his own benefit. That's, uh, again, in Burma, um, the military government... They're not staying in power because that's good for everyone. It's they're afraid to lose it. They're looking out for number one. And when you when you have God in your life, it can change things. And and the the Bibles are more important than the food. And and it's hard for you to wrap your mind around that. I know it is because it was hard for me. But it is. It is more important um, because the only reason why any nation's ever blessed is because. Because God's been in it, and, and God's people has prospered. And uh, until, until Africa and, and Asia, um, parts of Asia, you know, realize this, um, we could just send food over there all day, and, and it won't change a, a thing. You could take all the, the aid money that Bono's concerts make and do- drop it on one village, and it wouldn't fix anything. It wouldn't. Uh, and people would be rich for a day, and they would abuse it, and then, and then it'd be gone. And that they go back to, to living their lives and going to the witch doctor, and nothing would change. Um, so it's the missionaries that, that really make the difference. And um, I just get the last slide there. So that's why I'm going. Um, that's, that's what I want to do, and that's my heart, is, is to bring the light of Jesus. If I bring him a sandwich, that, then that's great. But, but the, the reason is, is uh, to, to bring God in, into the lives of the Burmese so, so that eventually the... the the, all these other problems that are really more symptoms than they are causes uh, will, will, will eventually be, be erased. Um, uh, there's, there's, there's a strong church in Burma, and, and my heart is, is maybe to, to start an orphanage, maybe, um, maybe to, uh, to do leaders training with the churches because they're, they're so isolated that they don't, they don't really understand. They're very um, immature. Um, they, they don't understand a lot of, a lot of the scriptures. They just read and do, do whatever they can, but they, they're not, they're not strong churches. So these, this is my heart is, is to go there and do that. And, and it's a long journey. And, uh, I mean, I might not leave till the end of the year. Um, and then it's another two years, just, just learning language. I mean, I have to learn all these words and, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a long trip, but, but when, when God tells you to do something, let me tell you, 
the, the best thing to do is just do it because uh, it's, it's really, I, I have more joy in, in this than that I've had in anything in my life, uh, even though it's not fun all the time, but there, there's joy. Um, and, and that's one thing that I've learned is just, just to be obedient to, to whatever God tells you to do. And uh, don't think about it, just do it, as long as you know it's him. Because if you don't, then it might be a little bit weird. But anyway, but I, I want to talk to you um, about, uh, you could just give that black. I'll tell you when I want the movie. Um, I want to talk to you guys. This is kind of my message tonight, um, now that I've kind of told you what I'm doing. Um, and I, I, I'm assuming that the most of you guys, this is old hat to you, um, but this is this is something that that's uh, that has invaded our nation and it is creeping into the church um, and and I see it more and more um, every year and it's 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 a little frightening um, and a lot of the young people are are teenagers and 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 your age are are being are being sold a lie um, and and they don't even realize it and uh, and I, I want to talk to you about, about that. Um, uh, all right, um, we are living in what's called a postmodern society, um, which means basically we are living in a society that is past the modern era. Uh, the modern era was a time when, when everybody really thought that science was going to save the day. Um, everybody thought that's when evolution hit really big, um, that, that science was going to answer all our problems, uh, very humanistic um, but there were the, and that was probably when I was growing up that was the, the big thing um, but but a, a shift has taken place and uh, and now we 're called the postmodern area, which basically means the time after the modern era, um, which basically means that the people um, they, they still they still dig science, but they're they're very open to, to spiritual things, and uh, they're 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 open to spiritual mindset. A lot of people are getting into New Age Buddhism. Um, people are very open to spiritual things. They're they're not not so much looking towards the 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 technology and science to save the day, but they're they're saying okay, there's something there's something more, there's something deeper, um, and and I, I, I and they're searching for, for that. Um, so that, that's that's kind of like the postmodern uh, mindset. Um, now you think that now that we're in this postmodern era, that people would be more open to Christianity um, because a spiritual thing, is it not? Uh, Christianity kind of spiritual, yeah. Um, but in fact, um, though some are open to Christianity, um, most are not. Um, basically. Um, uh, because because they're, they're, the, the postmodern mindset um, is very pluralistic um, and they're, they, they reject the notion that there's, there's only one way to God. And uh, if they embrace Christianity, they, they would embrace it by saying, um, well, I found one way to God, but there's probably others. And... This is this is this is critical for missions, and that's why I, I thought that this would be important tonight. Is because if there's other ways to God, then there's no reason for mission and I, missions uh, as as we know it. Um, and and I'm wasting my life. So this is this is very important to me, and and it's critical. And I, and I was really nervous tonight, not so much because. I'm afraid to talk in front of people, but, but I really want you to get it. I really want you, to, I want you to know what you believe, and I want you to be able to share what you believe about Jesus being the only way um, to God. But uh, anyway, so, anyway, um, I have this video. Um, I have some, some prominent people talking about, um, there's just a few of them, um, people that you should probably know, maybe some of them you don't. Um, that, that are basically just being asked this question. And it's like, what do you believe about God? And, and their answers are, 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 are something like you'd, you'd hear if you just walked down the street and said, okay, well, do you believe that there's only one way to God? These are kind of the answers that you would probably get. So if you could just play that. Russell, my hero. Phoenix, Arizona, hello. Hello, Larry, you're the best. And thank you, Joel, Joel for your positive messages and your book. I'm wondering, though, um, why you sidestepped Larry's earlier question about how we get to heaven. Um, the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, and the only way of the Father is through him. That's not really a message of condemnation, but of truth. 
Yeah, I would agree with her. I believe that. So then that's what you is not going to happen. No, I. I, I mean, can well, here's my thing, Gary. Is I can't judge somebody's heart. You know, I don't know. Only God can look at somebody's heart, and so I don't know. I just, to me, it's not my business to say, you know, this one is or this one isn't. I'm just saying, here's what the Bible teaches, and I want to put my faith in, uh, you know, in Christ. And I, I just, I think it's wrong when we go around saying, you know, you're not going, you're not going, you're not going, because it's not exactly my way. I'm just, I'm not going to be believe involved. your way. I believe my way. I believe my way with all my heart. But for someone who doesn't share it. Well, it is wrong, and yeah. well, I don't know if I look at it like that. I would, I would present my way, but I'm just going to let God be the judge of that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you make no judgment on anyone. No, but I about atheists. No, I just, you know what? I let, I let someone let. I'm going to let God be the judge of who goes to heaven and hell. And I just, again, I present the truth, and I say it every week. You know, I believe it's a relationship with Jesus. But you know what? I'm not going to go around telling everybody else if, if they don't want to believe that that's going to be their choice God's got to look at your own heart God's got to look at your heart and only God is do we all worship the same God Christian and Muslim I think we do does we have different routes of getting to the Almighty does Bin Laden does uh, Abu Musab al-Zarqawi pray to the same God that you and I do and I think they pray to a false God otherwise they wouldn't be killing uh, innocent lives like they have been do Christians and non-Christians and Muslims go to heaven Yes, they do. We have different routes of getting there. But I, I want you to understand, I want your listeners to understand, I don't get to decide who goes to heaven. I, I, the Almighty God decides who goes to heaven. And I am on my personal walk. Let me turn. Now, Father, if you don't believe in Christ when you die, you are going to hell? No, not at all. Um, it's a Catholic belief that Jesus is the source of salvation. Jesus is God. We believe that. But what, what do we say to the millions and billions of people who don't even know about Jesus? Are they just thrown into hell? Or what about a rabbi who really follows the Lord as best he can? As a Catholic, I'm very comfortable that this that he attains salvation by doing this. Christ so he attains Christ, it without believing in Christ. Correct. Without many, an explicit many in the Christian yes. fraternity and the Protestant do not yes. believe that. Correct. Right. As, a, as a Catholic, I can believe that Christ, that Christ is God and he loves people. And it's not the it's not the goal of Christ to try to throw people into hell. And as a Catholic, that is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live, That's and right. that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world. That there are millions of ways to be a then human how do you being, and, God? and many ways, no, but many paths right. to what you call God. That and her crazy. path might be something else, and when she gets there, she might call it the light. But her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that, I mean, it's, it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, I there could possibly be just one way. What, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? Because you say you intellectualize it and say there isn't. If you don't believe that, you're all buying into the lie. But that makes you right. Do you think do you think that if you if you are somewhere on the planet if you're somewhere on the planet and you never hear the name of Jesus, you never hear the name of Jesus, but yet you live with a loving heart, you lived as Jesus would have had you to live, you lived for the same purpose that Jesus came to the planet to teach us all, but you are in some remote part of the earth and you never heard the name of Jesus. You cannot get to heaven, you think? And that is covered in the scriptures. That sounds really nice, doesn't it? I mean, it just sounds so all-inclusive and warm and fuzzy. Um, and I would admit that uh, it, it does sound nice. Um, there's a lot of ways that people describe this pluralism. Um, a, lot, a lot of them um, would say, okay, well, it's like God's on top of a mountain, and there's many routes to the top of a mountain. One could be through Christianity, one could be through Islam, one could be through Buddhism. And you'll hear that a lot. Um, you'll hear, hear people say, well, it doesn't really matter what you believe, so long as you're sincere in your belief. And that sounds nice, too. It really does, you know, because God, 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 God is love. He is love. He, is, he, he sees your heart, and he's going to bless your socks off. Um, and, and people say, uh, um, 
If God is love, then he'll save everyone. And I, I, I think that um, sometimes it is difficult because we have a generic word for God, which is just God. And, uh, and, and, and people can say, well, okay, God, Allah, Allah is God. Okay, they're, they're the same. Um, not so much. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, I would, I would, I would, when, when I hear that, I can't help like my ears being tickled and say, "Oh yeah, that that sounds pretty good. It really sounds nice." And and um, maybe if I was God, I might have done it that way. Um, but unfortunately, it's not the truth. And the if you believe everything that sounds nice, you're going to be taken in a lot. Um, and if your only reference point is it sounds nice. It feels good. I think it should be that way. Maybe you should think that, rethink that. All right. Maybe you should get a reference point um, uh, for for why you believe that and why why you think that that might be true. Um, because it sounds like a good argument, but you can lose an argument and still be wrong, or win an argument and still be wrong. Uh, but anyway, so is it true? I mean, let's just say maybe maybe there's some scriptures. Maybe there's some scripture that we could find, and maybe find that, that there is another way. And I'm sure people have abused abused scriptures. And uh, obviously, we're all in the church. We all we all are under the understanding that this is God's word. So we'll go to that first, um, if you would. You can go to um, John 14:1, uh, and it'll be one through six. Ooh, hello. Test, 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 test. Yeah, First John. Or sorry, I'm not sorry, First John. Yeah, I am not sorry. I am sorry. For John 14. John 14. 1 through 6. I graduated from Bible school. Yes, sir. All right. You just assume that, like, once you graduate, you're going to just know everything. And it's not the truth. All right. Here we go. Um, so if you're ready there, um, Jesus said to, his, said to his disciples, don't worry. Have faith in God. You have faith in me. There's many rooms in my father's house. I would tell you this unless I wouldn't tell you this unless it was true. I am going there to prepare a place for you. Uh, so he's talking about heaven. Um, at, uh, verse three. After I've done this, I will come back and take you with me. Then we will be together. Verse four. You will know the way, uh, the way to where I am going. And verse 5, Thomas said, Lord, we don't even know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Jesus answered, without me, no one can get to the Father, Father being God. So Jesus blatantly says that I am the only way to the Father. Um, and that, that, that may be a hard truth, but... Um, Jesus is, is not into lying to you, um, and, and he's not afraid to say hard things. If you read the Gospels, you'll be blown away if you really understand what he's saying. He, he's not afraid to tell you some things that you m- might not want to hear. Um, so, uh, if you could also look in Acts 4, 10, 11, and 12. In this story... Um, the apostles have uh, have just healed a, a man at the at the at the gates of the temple, um, and um, they're being called in to question because they want to know what's happened. So the, the Sanhedrin, which is like the courts, are are calling in the apostles to try to figure out what's going on because the whole city's in this uproar because this person was healed. So this is the context of what 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 uh, what's happening here. Um, so. In the midst of the Sanhedrin are, are asking a whole bunch of questions to the disciples. And, and uh, so verse 10, let it be known that all of you, and uh, I'm sorry, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you well. So the man's healed. This is the reason why he's, he's, been, he's been healed. Um, because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Verse uh, 11. This Jesus uh, is the stone which the builders rejected, the builders, uh, yeah, uh, which has become the cornerstone. 
uh, and then verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Uh, so this is after, after Christ is gone. Um, the, the, this, is, this is what the apostles are teaching, that there's, there's no salvation outside of Christ. Okay, um, and that, that's hard because the ramifications are is that you actually have to hear about Jesus to believe in him. Um, and, and you're like, okay, wait, 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 is that really right? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm missing something. But it, it blatantly says in Romans 10, 14, and 15, and this is a rhetorical question, which basically... A rhetorical question is one, you're not actually asking a question to get information, you're asking a question to make a point. So um, he's not saying, well, how is this going to happen? He's saying, all right, this is what this means, all right? How can people have faith in the Lord and ask him to save them if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear unless someone tells them? And how can anyone tell them without them being sent? Hey, hey, that's me. The, the scripture says, how beautiful, uh, how beautiful are the feet of, of those that bring the good news or preach the good news. And in this verse, uh, Paul clarifies that, okay, you haven't got it wrong, that they actually have to hear about Jesus to believe. Um, and that's what God has given us to work with. That's, what, that, that's, that's the stuff that he's got to... If God lets somebody in without hearing the name of Jesus, that is his business. But we don't, we don't know that. We, 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 don't have, we don't have the right to say it can be done, and we don't have the right to, um, to, to hope that it can be done either. Um, it, it, it's, it, this is what God's given us to work with, and so we must obey, even when it doesn't sound real good. And it might not be PC, and uh, people might not like us. Um, it, it's the truth. And I'd rather, I'd rather, um, in the Proverbs it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And, and I'd, rather, I'd rather tell you the truth and have you hate me than tell you a lie and have you love me. Um, okay. Um, and this is where I am. Um, this is this is my life. Um, this is my job. This is my calling. Um, this is everything that I am. Is 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 to tell more people. Um, I believe that there's people in the United States in this in this city, probably not three blocks away, that really have never heard the gospel in a way that they they could receive it. And and we we're all missionaries to to a certain extent. Um, but there, there, there are others that that um, that are being deprived of the light um, be, because not because God, but but because of us, um, we we haven't gone. Uh, some of us has, but but uh, not enough and not fast enough. Um, anyway, so okay. I don't know how about everyone else here, um, but there's some people that are are not convinced that the Bible is any authority at all. And that's true. That is, I mean, you can't, you can't go up to somebody who, who doesn't hold this as truth and say, well, the Bible says that people are going to hell, uh, and so it's true. Um, because because they, they, don't, they don't understand this to be true, and to them, it may be uh, a good book, but, but you know, they could believe it's corrupted or, or they, they don't hold it to be true. So you can't really convince them of that. Um, and you, you don't want to get caught in a, a circular argument. Well, this is why I believe this, or this is why I believe that. Um, and I, I think that there, there's one way to kind of get around that when you're talking to people, and, and maybe if some people haven't thought about this. Um, and, and this has come from, from af- after a lot of thought on my own. But um, most people, most people... Um, and most historians will will not deny that Jesus was a real person. Um, uh, anybody who's serious about history will will say that Jesus he walked the earth probably about two thousand years ago. 
um, because because of, of the Bible and because of, of what's there. And most historians will 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 uh, will say, yeah, okay, he probably died on a cross, being raised from the dead, maybe, maybe not. Um, actually, they would probably say probably not, but. Uh, they would say, "Yeah, he probably died on a cross." This is this is what everyone's believed, um, and uh, and they're they're probably going to go with that, okay? And so, if you get those two things, I think that you can make a pretty good case for 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 missions, um, for for what uh, what what it's all about, um, uh, and, and for there being only one way. And um, before I I, uh, I go on, uh, I want to show you the second video. I, you probably have seen clips from this. This is just um, clips from the Passion of the Christ. Um, there's there's a, there's music in the background. You could just start it right now. Um, there's music in the background. I ripped it. <laughs> so, um, it's not uh, it's not it's not perfect. Um, I would have liked to take time and do it myself, but um, it's just it's just um, about five minutes. Uh, I, I'm not going to go through it all, but I want you just just to watch it and just just contemplate what Jesus went through. Okay. Um, and I would I would like to just 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 read it to you, but th- these these visuals are, are so powerful that I, I thought it was better to uh, to just do that. And this is this is when when Mel Gibson did this, he took most of this from from the book of Luke, and I believe it was. And so what happened here is 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 in the Bible, um, and uh, it tells it in words. But I, I wanted to just. Have you just take this in uh, for a little while, and, and then, then I'm going to start back up again. So. Amazing. 
Yeah, you could just turn down the, the sound. That'd be great. Um, if there's another way, then, then Christ was the fool to go through that. Um, this was the only way. And uh, he, 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 if, if Christ wanted to, you read the Gospels, he could have gotten out of it. And uh, um, there, there would be no reason to go through that. Unless, unless this was the only way. Um, yeah, it sounds nice if if everybody gets into heaven, um, but I, I heard it. I heard it say that that God doesn't say I'm the only way because he's 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 boasting. He he's saying it out of reality. He's telling you that no one else is coming for you. No one else is going to save you, um, and. People have to know. Um, uh, there's plenty of ways to tell them, and um, and but this is this is my life. And uh, in uh, in Super Church and Kids Kids, um, we have uh, BGMC, which is Boys and Girls Mystery Grand Crusade, and uh, it just has a slogan about pray, give, go. And uh, when we, when we talk about missions, it's always pray, give, go. And 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 that that's what we're all called to do, you know. Maybe not all of them, but but you you need to do one of them. Um, uh, if you pray, pray with all your heart. Um, if you have money, give it. Um, if you if God calls you to go, just do it. Um, and uh, this is this is this is this is important. Um, and uh, I guess I guess that, that kind of wraps up everything that I, that I that I wanted to say. Um, and talk to you guys about missions. Um, just don't buy into the lie that that, that there's many ways to God, um, because there there there's no there there's no way. So um, if you want to just give it back to Cameron, that'd be great. I love you guys, I really do. Um, and I I wish I could hang out with you guys more. But um, anyway. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark, just for being here um, tonight. And, uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I think um, that is spot on. Um, why in the world, like you said, why in the world would Christ go through that? He'd be a fool. He'd be a fool to go through something like that if it wasn't, that that's the only way. Um, I'm so happy that Mark could be here tonight and, and share some of the passion and the vision with it. And the reason why is this. is This year we've been talking all about um, maturity. Excuse me, one second. This year we've been talking about um, about maturity, and that's that's our focus this year. Um, and it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, even just um, it blew my mind. Uh, would you read that quote that you showed me earlier? Um, maturity begins to grow when you consent your concern for others outweighing your concern for yourself. It was written by John Hickman, not in. This is interesting. Uh, when she came in the night, she ran up to me. She says, "I found this quote talking about maturity," and she read it, and I'm like. I mean, I cannot think of a better quote for tonight. It's so true that, man, as you mature, you realize the fact that there are others on this world. And when you mature, you, you come to a point where you start to really have more concern for those around you than just yourself. You know, it comes in many different forms. People have kids, and you see that their, their priorities shift, and their kids become more important than their own comfort and their own, you know, their own uh, thoughts and ideas because that that concern for others comes with maturity and the same exact thing comes i think as we well, we strive this next year um towards maturity is the reality that there are others um and there are others who have to hear this message um if you have a relationship with Christ your heart has to break for those that do not your heart has to break for those who haven't get, been given the chance that we have to be able to accept Jesus Christ it's just like like mark was saying that there really is no other way. That's why God did this. There are steadfast rules of the universe that cannot be shifted and broken. And that is why God had to send his son to pay for us. He's the only way. And if we have that relationship, like Mercy, we have to. We have to find a way to let others know about that. And exactly, there are people right here 
Man, there are right, pe- right people right here in our backyard who have to hear it, and that is our responsibility. I mean, to be that light. But like Mark was saying, there are people on the other side of the world who need to hear it just as much as they do, and we have to find ways to be able to get people to give them an accurate idea of who Jesus Christ is and give them a chance. I mean, give them the chance that we got to be able to say, "Do you do you accept Jesus as the only way for salvation?" I think that as as a mature Christian, you have to come to a point where you where you come to a balance of everything he was saying. Pray, give, and go. The fact that um, a lot of times I think people, you know, I like you said, pray, give, go. Maybe you're not called to all of them, but I almost feel like really we are called to all of them. You know, Paul talked about in um, when he was when he was talking to people, he said, "You know that um, you know there's there is no such thing as faith without works." He said, "You can't tell me you have faith and then say works." He says, "Now some of you are going to say, okay, that's fine. You have the faith, I have the works, or I have the faith, you have the works." And he says, "That's not so. You can't separate the two because you end up with a corpse on your hands. You can't take and pull them apart." I think the same thing is is that every single one of us is called to pray. Every single one of us is called to give in some way, and every single one of us is called to go. Maybe it's across the street, or maybe it's across the, side, the other side of the world. But we're called to do all three. And um, the reason why I wanted Mark to come tonight is because I really feel that we haven't really pushed missions very much. We haven't really had a strong emphasis in that in Steadfast yet. And I really want it to be this next year. So we say, man, we're going towards maturity. Um, the fact that I think a portion of our budget as Christians... A portion of our budget as Christians should be allotted to foreign missions to help out, send people around the world. I think that's just a very, very mature look at what a Christian is, is the fact that a portion of that, you say, I'm pulling this much out of my budget, and that's going to go help send man, the message of Jesus Christ around the world to other people who don't understand this. I think it has to be. Um, so my, my hope was tonight is that obviously... Um, you know, I don't think we could have probably got a better, a better missionary to step in tonight and explain this. Um, the deal is, is you know Mark. You guys know Mark and you've seen him. You see his passion and you see the heart that he has for what he's going to do. And it's not like I'm just asking you guys um, you know, to start praying for just someone you don't know, to start giving to someone you don't know, um, you know, and these different things like that. But I'm saying, this is Mark. You know Mark. And he's our missionary. Here in Steadfast, Mark is our missionary who we want to take, and we want to make sure that he has everything he possibly can to be able to bring the gospel on the other side of the world. And it's very tangible, and it's very applicable. What I want us to do is I want us tonight um, to really, really pray. Because what I'd really like to say is that um, maybe tonight, after we spend some time in temptation teams, uh, we pray and we think about it, and maybe by next week or so, or you know, these next couple weeks, I would like to say that all of us say, you know, I know at least, man, you know, I'm not rich, but I could give 10 bucks a month. Yeah, I'm not rich, but I could maybe give $20 a month, $30 a month. You know, it's really not that much considering the fact that, you know, a movie nowadays is $7.50 for two hours of us getting pleasure. Um $10 a month isn't very much to say that we're going to give to be able to help people on the other side of the world know who Jesus is, is it? No. That we could say, you know, I don't have a lot, but I can give some. And what happens is, obviously, if all of us can give some as steadfast, that, that totals up to a lot. If all of us could say, man, I could give $10 a month, that's not that much. Well, think about it. Just in this group, how much, how much money could be raised to help help people understand who Jesus is, help Mark get to the place where he needs to, where he can learn the, you know, learn the, um, the languages and things like that. I know Mark so much, and um, the, sometimes I think missionaries are just excited to go just because, you know, missions work and stuff like that. Um, but I know Mark, and I've talked to him, and I've heard him say stuff like, you know, I don't care if I'm a martyr. I'm going. You know what I mean? I know that Mark's passion is, is equal to the task. I know that he, he is unwavering in this because God has gotten a hold of him, and this is his calling. And, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I want to be able to help. Um, I want to be able to help on the other side of the world, be able to help and get this message spread. Um, so I, I want that tonight. Um, on top of that, you know, if there's anybody here um, tonight, because, I mean, Honest to God, that's one of the best salvation messages I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, 
it was simple and it was short and it was to the point. There's no other way. If there's people here tonight that realize, like, I'm, on, I'm, not, I'm not signed up for that yet. I don't have that yet, and I need it. You guys say, maybe I, I thought I did because I was just in church and I was part of this and I thought that was cool, but I'm, I'm not in with that yet. And if that's the only way, I need that. If that's you guys tonight, after we get done, totally come up here and talk to me. Talk to Mark and, and ask for that. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not hard. It's not hard to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and to count on that because it really is it's the only way that we get to heaven. Um, it's the only way that we have life. Um, so I want to pray with you guys. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to go to temptation teams. Um, go ahead and we'll split to that. What I want you guys to do is, is during that in the beginning, I want us to actually sit down together. And first and foremost, let's just have a quick dialogue about, you know, what is this going to look like? How can I make prayer? Um, how can I make prayer for world missions and for Mark Schuler, especially as our missionary? How can I make that tangible in this next year? Because, I mean, although right now, you know, Mark's next week is going to be preparing to talk to other people about what his mission, what his goal is and stuff like that. It doesn't matter if tomorrow he was in Burma or if tomorrow he's at some other church. We need to pray that God's blessings are over top of him so that, you know, everything is lined up. So when he gets there, he doesn't fall short and have to be, you know, hampered by some stupid worldly thing that he can't preach the message of, of the gospel. We want the worldly things to come about so that nothing is going to slow that down once he gets there. So, Let's, let's look, how do we tangibly begin to pray for Mark Schuler for world missions? How do we tangibly say, what can we give? Because uh, Mark has things that we can give directly to him. We can pull our stuff together as steadfast. Um, but what does it look like for you? Think about it and pray about it. Talk to each other and say, you know, man, I could give this much. That's not very much. I could make a point of saying I could give this much money on a monthly basis. Man, to be able to help out, or I could give at least right now. Maybe I don't plan on being here uh, in this next year. Maybe I'm taking off. But, you know, I know I could save some money this summer, and I could, you know, give a 100 bucks, give a couple hundred dollars to help out. Um, this last year uh, at, the, at the big youth convention, I think it was really cool. They did this video, and they talked about um, missionaries. This is, you know, like, Doug is a missionary because he bags groceries, and he donates to be able to help you know, Sally is a missionary because she watches kids, and she takes that money and she helps across, you know, across the oceans in the backyard. Um, so, you know, what can we do with that? And then also, when we sit down temptation teams, talk and see, maybe you're actually called to go. Because a lot of times, I think maybe we, we negate that and we don't think about it. Um, maybe first we'll say we can pray and, and we can give. Um, but I honestly doubt that not somebody in a group this size isn't called to missions work. I honestly doubt it. Then in a group of this size, I highly doubt that there's not at least one person in this room that actually is called to missions, that God has got a hold of your heart, and that it might not be for the whole rest of your life, but there's definitely something God has put on your heart for missions work because um, it just wouldn't seem tangible. God's a very creative God, a very you know imaginative God, but he's also very logical. And if you look at the numbers of people we have here, pretty logical the fact that we'd have people in this room who are called to be missionaries. So pray about that as well, and then continue with temptation teams. And we'll come back together, actually, before we end. Um, we'll have our half an hour temptation teams, but I want to come back one last time at the end, and I want us specifically together, like we always do as a family, to pray for Mark, together as a family, and just bless him and say that, you know, we want just the utmost for him. So um, I want to pray with you guys. I also want to take and, uh, and pass this around here, Riley, if you'd like to. If you guys like, uh, Steadfast Offering Night is just going to be for Mark. It's, we're not going to keep it for ourselves. But if you guys want to throw some money in there, um, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to give it to Mark to help out, um, to thank him for being here tonight and to start you know, as much blessings as we possibly could uh, in this next year as he's getting ready. Um, you know, Feel free with that, and that's just going to go right to him. But um, hold on to that for one second. Let's pray, and then we'll go into temptation teams after that makes its way through, okay? Just bow your hearts at me. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight, and I thank you, Lord. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you sent your Son. Lord, I thank you that you found the way, the one way, and you paid the amazingly expensive cost to be able to pull us back from the sin that had a hold of us. I thank you so much that you provided that way. Um, so often we are just angry that there's not a hundred, but let's be happy that there's one. Let's be happy that there's one and that you provided it for us. 
Lord, I pray to you just for special blessings on Mark, and I thank you so much for letting him be here with us tonight. I pray to you, God, um, that great things would happen. I pray to you that you would just touch each of our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, I pray to you that you would just take and, um, Lord, get a, get a hold of every one of our hearts as we sit down together in temptation teams. And, Lord, direct us to what you have for us. Lord, that we might say, oh, I can budget in this much, or I can spend this much time, but, Lord, that you might ask for a whole lot more. You might ask for more than what even seems realistic to us, but if you're in it, that we need to follow. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do, and it's in your name that I pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.